Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. And today we're going to be discussing a game called TikTok. A Tale for Two. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't write that down. TikTok is a co-op play puzzle. It's not really escape room, but it has that kind of feel to it. You can play it online, as we did, but you really don't have to. In fact, even as you start to play, it says you can play in the same room on different devices. You don't have to be online. It's wonderful, actually. I, I like that aspect. I like it because it, it's almost like, to me, it felt like playing a, a board game. Like you could cheat. There was no real rules attached to it. There's nothing, no technology attached to it. You just had to have this physical copy of it, I guess. But I guess I suppose it's digital on your phone. But the fact that you can buy it for your cell phone, which is actually a bit cheaper than the Steam version. I think I checked it. It was four bucks for the phone version. Yeah, I think it's Android. about six on Steam. It's about six on Steam. So a little bit cheaper on your phone. But you play phone, tab, Nintendo Switch, PC, laptop. You know, there's so many different ways to play this. Pretty cool. Neat idea. This is from both developer and publisher Other Tales Interactive, which I believe this is their first game ever, which is very impressive. Yeah, for sure. Luckily for me, I think you got it on sale, a kind of buy one and get a copy for your friend. I wonder if that's how they sell it normally. I'm not sure if they if you have to buy them one-to-one. But yeah, I got it and they were advertising like you could get a second copy for your friend. And I was like, well, this is a no-brainer then. It's like instead of six bucks for the copy, it was three, you know? Great. And really, you do kind of need two people because it's not an online game. You can't find random people online to play with. So you could, in theory, play it by yourself, starting as player one, writing down all the information and then going back as player two to write down all of that information. But that doesn't sound fun to me. It's probably something I would have done as a kid when no one else to play with. (laughs) Sad little Darren with no one to play puzzle games with. That's right. It is kind of short. There are only three chapters. And I think, what did we burn it through in about 157 minutes? Just about, just over two hours. We know that for a reason, but we won't get into that until the spoiler section. I, I think that's kind of it. I totally recommend this game. I think that the look is simple, but it works very well. I think that the puzzles are really good. I found it just to be an absolutely enjoyable game to play. Yeah, it was a really kind of Goldilocks puzzles, you know. There was they weren't too difficult, they weren't too easy. They were just hard enough to make you scratch your head a couple of times. The first two chapters were quite easy, I thought. They definitely, the curve is quite good, you know. It's like the first chapter is very simple, I thought. By the third chapter, there were a few head scratchers, but nothing that we couldn't get around. And yeah, go play it. Definitely go play it. Yeah, it's, it was, I mean, even as we were playing it, I was had a big smile on my face a lot of the times because it was like, I haven't played something like this since probably Rusty Lake. It had a really Rusty Lake vibe for me. Just the whole, you've got four sections of a map, north, south, east, west, and just a picture in front of you. It's kind of creepy. Definitely reminded me of that. I wonder if the developers are fans. They've played Cube Escape, I know. Okay, well then, they, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it for this spoiler-free section. We're going to start talking about some puzzles. So if you want to go and play Unspoiled, now's your time to leave. Come back later. <coughs> the, I don't even need to add a sound effect this week. There's just going to be <laughs> just be that call. Like <laughs> that could just be my regular one. I never have to go look for a new one anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, spoiler section. Let's talk about TikTok, a tale mm. for two. As we start off in the prelude, one thing that I really like about this game is it talks about 
uh, even in the beginning part where it says, don't look at each other's screens. It says, but a peek every now and then if you're stuck won't hurt. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like that playfulness to it and the kind of understanding that there are some times where words may fail you, which there were a couple of times where we sent pictures to each other just to help us get over that kind of hump. We were kind of stuck a little bit or we weren't sure. That or there was a lot of information on the screen at the same time. And yeah. I'd have to write it all down. Yeah. You know, like what, two paragraphs worth or something. I mean, we were writing stuff down. I mean, when we get on later, I was writing stuff down how we should have been playing it. But then I was like, well, this is just the same as really taking a photograph and sending it anyway. I'm just skipping a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's just the lazy way of doing the yeah. notes. Yeah. Yeah. In the prelude, the prelude and even every chapter, you get a little bit of story, I guess, some narrative that I think is coming from the Amelie side. Since you're in the spoiler section, you probably know this already, but there are two sisters as the main focus of the story. Amelie, and a name that I'm probably going to mispronounce, which I think is Lerka. I think so, yeah. L-A-E-R-K-E, but again, apologies. Sorry, Denmark. Yeah, I'm going to be mispronouncing it the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we need to talk about the fact that Even in the prelude with the narrative, though, you and I are getting different bits of the story, which is something I think We Were Here tries to do, but maybe not quite as much. I feel like the narrative takes a bit of a backseat in We Were Here, whereas in this story, it is what everything is based around. Yeah. And this comes into other puzzles as well, where we're basically having to do gap fill stuff. But I like that it's being teased and introduced right from the very start. And they very wisely tell you, you need to tell each other everything because you don't know what's going to be important. So we were looking at the box. Is the postcode the same? We both had a watch. Different watches. Different watches. Uh, I think the first time you were player one, I was player two. So you had Amelie's watch with a beginning date and no end date. Whereas I had Lerka's watch, which has a huge crack in it, but also a beginning date and an ending date. Yeah. Which I'm not quite sure about. We're in the spoiler section. So the thing is, that would signify that she died. But did she die? Do we think that? Or do you want to save that for the end? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's here now, but we can mm-hmm. t- talk about it briefly now and then more at the end, I guess. But I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure she's still alive. It definitely At the end of the game, it definitely hints that she might be alive, I think. I feel like she disappeared. But the fact that there's an end date Makes me wonder if she ended in a different way. Yeah. And disappeared is just a metaphor for having died. So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe she went into the watch. Who knows? The very first puzzle then is very simple. We each have two halves of a newspaper article. And as we read it, we realize that it says somebody disappeared at 1030. But I think the second half says, actually, later reports say it was an hour and a half later. So we have to set it to 12 and then wind the watch. But wind it in the correct direction because otherwise you'll just be sitting there winding and winding it the wrong direction and not going anywhere. Chapter one. Yeah, done. I did like how you got like little cutscenes in this as well. So like the actual black swirling that went into the watch and things, you know. Little bits that all add to the overall kind of stuff. <laughs> Very clear. Thank you. <laughs> clear as the watch. With the crack in it. Yeah. So... Chapter one, as soon as we start, we're facing a train puzzle picture, but it's missing a button. Yep. 
and a clock. Yes, which is very important. And on my end, on player two, I had this white raven that kept flying around and landing places. And I asked you if you had that and you did not. No. Which is interesting because it's going to come to annoy you later. Yeah. But in the first chapter, it was mine. It was just kind of flying around. You very quickly realized that rotating things around altered the clock. Yeah. Which was very important because Raven's clock shop is locked until it's like between three, three to nine. nine. Yeah. So we needed to rotate the whole map around a certain number of times in order to get into there. We were worried that we had to do exact times for everything, though. But I don't think you do. I think it's just to get into that clock shop. Because even on our second playthrough, you went right to get to three. To Yeah, to three. I went left to go to, to nine. nine. And it still works, yeah. Okay. Because so really AM, PM doesn't matter. Really I think terrible. there is no AM in this world. Well, so it's only a 12-hour clock as well. But yeah, if they had to be like, okay, you have to go in there at 12.30 and you have to go in at 6.45, that would be really tough. <laughs> yeah, so it was just... The general time. And that was, yeah, that worked very well. We first solved the well. Yeah. So we went into the well, you climb down, and there's a very simple picture puzzle where we just have to share each other's information because three of the buttons are locked on each side, and that's clearly what it needs to be set at. After we were here, this is almost second nature. Yeah. <laughs> In the clock shop, we have to change the radio dial to get each half of a bit of new segment that we have to share with each other so that we can find out the date that goes in the calendar above, I think, player two's kind of attic or player Player one at this point. Yeah. And in the house, I'm pretty sure this is where we go into the house and there's the jack in the box, which in player one, you just get the information, which I believe you had to turn on the light and the moth flies in. And the words float in behind it. Yeah, that's really cool. I like how the game does this all the time with like dust or liquid gets spilled and letters form out of it. It's really kind of aesthetically pleasing. That's a pretty simple, straightforward puzzle. It basically tells you how to turn the dial. And when you do, you get the other half of the ticket. So we both now have two halves of a ticket, which is the map for the train puzzle. We put the button back in from the well, and there we go. Yep. Pretty straightforward. We're done. We get into chapter two. When we do, we see that the old map is there, but crossed out. So we need to get a new map this time. And for me, this is where things really get interesting. I like chapter two a lot. Yeah, we also jump through time a little bit here as well, like a few years. So we start off in like when, 1920s, I think. And then this is like five years ahead, I think. So in Raven's Clocks, again, we have to get there when it's open. But there's a note saying, I'm going to come back when it's closed to get some work done. Player two gets a nice envelope. And in the envelope, as you can see through the light, there's a key inside. And you also get a key. Yeah, two keys. So with that... You have to take the envelope and go mail it in the post office, which is <laughs> kind of magically there, but I guess five years have passed. So mm. we go, we mail it in the post office. To get the post box open, though, we have to do another puzzle. What puzzle do we have to do to get the code for that? The um, You have to do the gems. Was that for that one? Yeah. Okay. So there's a great gem puzzle where... There's so much information yeah. about what the stones are, what they look like. 
and then some basically instructions for a logic puzzle. The whole time, the person with the watch, the raven is annoyingly pecking at the watch. That was really annoying. <laughs> we had a bit of trouble with this the second time through when I had the watch. I think because you did a lot of stuff without thinking about it. And I was going, well, it's not working. It's not working. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, wait. Isn't there a dial to move around the outside? Yes. Okay, it should be open now. Yeah. No, 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 still not. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you got to spin that thing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, now Is it's it working? working. No, yeah. no. So, because you started to wind the watch at the top as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. you had to set the time as well. Yes. It was like, there was, there was like five steps missing. <laughs> You're like, it should be working now. And that was like, I think after the stones were immediately put in place, I'm like, oh, it's still not working. Are you sure this yeah. is the right? And that, that could be very frustrating because if you're not sure that you have the stones in the right order, you could think that any one of those steps, you just don't have the stones in the right order. But we got it. Yeah. And so we can ignore the raven now. Yeah, finally. Well, what happens to the poor raven? Well, yeah, it's, that's in the story, sadly. <laughs> it, it's used the one last animal that Amelie could use for her experiment. Yeah. And that's a great bit, actually, throughout this whole story. It starts off by saying that, you know, animals are starting to disappear and then patients are disappearing. Yeah. It seems benign at first. It's not that big of a deal. But then when you realize that that's connected to Amelie's experiments and what she's been doing. Things get dark. (laughs) The puzzle ticks out between three and six, which are basically instructions for the train map. In the house, we have the bell room. So there's bells for different rooms. And this is the one that really got me for a long time that first time through. You would find bits of message in the basement and then a bit more and then a bit more. This is where the liquid comes out with words. A rope comes down with words. A lizard walks around that gets trapped and he brings words. And then you have all three steps. But we had quite a bit of trouble because we were just trying different things. Yeah, I mean, we thought maybe it was a six-digit combination at first. I I was obsessed with a six-digit combination. I think that's what slowed us down because I was sure that it must be six in some way. I was trying to, well, before we knew any clues, I was trying to do the pitches in order, which I'm not good at. So that was really frustrating. And I was hoping that that wasn't the solution. Yeah, And then... Yeah, we, you, I think, were the one who really stumbled on its number of times. Because that was the only other, other option it could have been. Yeah. I was obsessed with this idea that the numbers related to which bell, and then maybe we didn't have all the clues and there were other clues in other places. It's one of the things where you have puzzles in multiple places. You're not ever quite sure if you have all the pieces. Yeah. And so... I think we started here and then we ended here because we needed to make sure we had all the pieces because I was convinced wrongly that we would find other clues that would talk about the bells that we were missing when really the numbers weren't related to which bell, but how many times for that bell. And also they kind of mislead you by saying the pantry and not the kitchen. So you have to kind of make that assumption that the pantry is in the kitchen. And what happens after that though? So you ring the bells... What do you get from that? See, this is where I didn't write it down and I should have. I'm not quite sure. It must be the other part of the puzzle. It unlocks the ladder to the attic and we get to see the... No, no, the raven and the Morse code. That's not this level. No. That's the next one. That's the next one. It must give you the other directions for the train. 
in some way. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. The dial on the clock, you get another clock ticking dial on that's got 12 instead of threes and sixes. That's right. Between the two of you, that gives you the map for the train. It gives me the, the pinata barrel. Do you remember that when you were playing? Oh, Pinata? yeah. You have to click on it until the clock falls out. That's, That's right. right. So from that point, you put in the new map using numbers as directions, yep. which is very good. I like that one. And it, you go to chapter three. Yeah, because that ticking clock baffled me, man. I was like, what is going on? And there was so many numbers coming out of it. And But it does a good job of like spinning a few times to let you know that, okay, that was the end of that. Now we're going to start again. So you can keep watching it over and over again and then write it down. I think that's genius. I think that that needs to be there. Because when I came across my first clock puzzle like that, I was worried. I, I didn't start writing it down right away. I don't know where it starts. And you said, don't worry. You'll know because it will tell you. Yeah. And so, it does. They do a very good job of that. Yeah. So that's one good thing about this game as well. Well, one of the many good things about this game is that all the puzzles are pretty clear. There's no cheap shots in there. At least none that I could think of in the whole game. None really. There's, they definitely put obstacles in your path, but they're all totally solvable with a bit of yeah, elbow grease and brain power. In chapter three, we find out that the train station is closed down. So that's a good indicator that we will not be Last exiting stop. this way. <laughs> but also that gate that they start you in front of, it's very obvious that's going to be something important. Because it's locked as well, yeah. There's also light bulbs hanging everywhere, which seems very weird. But because it's part of the puzzle, it works very well. I thought that was just, just them being strange. Like, this is just some kind of Kafka landscape, like light bulbs hanging from trees. Like, okay, fair enough. And then you can play with them, you can switch them on. Didn't even cross my mind, like, oh yeah, this is going to be part of a puzzle. Yeah, until I was playing around with it and got back to that gate and went, oh, actually, They're I think these up. are important. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I just lit everything up. Great, we'll be able to go. Oh, that's not yeah, the puzzle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of course it's not the puzzle. The puzzle is turn on all the lights. That would be pretty boring yeah <laughs> from here we have the probably most difficult puzzle of the game which is the moving images puzzle yeah that was rough it's rough but it's also not rough even when you know what you're doing i, I was finding that hard here's the way the puzzle works in case people are listening and they haven't played in a while there are about nine images eight of which move around in a circle but as we've found out they really only seem to move even though they seem to move back and forth trickly they really just move one to the left every time yeah you turn it on and a screen counts down three to one and for player two you get three dots now for us this was doubly puzzling because there's also in the post office a morse code tapper i don't know the, the technical term but i said okay i think i've got it the first three is s so we we need to put in dot 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 and the problem was, no, I'm always getting three dots. They can't just be doing dots the whole time. That wouldn't be a good puzzle. Anybody could just guess at that one. Yeah. And plus, I, I, I said, as soon as you said, oh, it's three dots. I was like, no, nah, that was the first thing I typed in. I typed in SOS as soon as I saw that Morse code thing and nothing happened. Yeah. So back to the drawing board. But in this puzzle, the way it works is player one will see a picture. And the picture is a raven, which is one of our images. Click on the raven, and now I, as player two, should be given a hint as to what the next one is. So sometimes it's obvious, it's the picture. So for me, it was the snake, I think. So they lead you into the first two very simply. It's a raven. Oh, now I've got the snake. And I've got the dot, dot, dot now. 
Yes. So we have to alternate clues, but it becomes harder as time goes on because they start to give, I don't know how they set this up, but it's really brilliant where it will say like snake plus two. So you have to look at the snake and go right to, or a hint. Words. Yeah. Yeah. Bug. (laughs) Puppet, which is the girl. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to try and do it at the same time. We, in two playthroughs, never did it properly because what I did was write them down. So I wrote them down and I, I think a big part of the problem was trying to get it to actually happen at the same time. Even counting down, there seemed to be a bit of a delay. And then there's also a bit of a delay through the chat. And yeah, it just really made things frustrating. And this puzzle is about... It's 18 long, I think. It's 18. It's nine and nine, isn't it? Nine nine bulbs on the top, nine on the bottom. So it's, there's a lot of things to get through. It's a lot to get through. <laughs> and here's the thing. I finished it first. Yeah. Which is a bit of an issue because... Once you finish it, you can't go back in. Yeah. Luckily, I wrote them all down, so I still had them, so I could give the code to Darren and just walk him through it. But if I hadn't, we would have had to guess at the last few. Well, probably the last nine, to be honest, (laughs) because... I don't think I'm that good. You could get through it by strong-arming it, though. You could get through it by just guessing, because that's how I got the first... Four or five, I think. And you don't have to guess half of them because you'd get the dot, 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 guess one, and then you'd get the clue for the next one anyway. So by that time, we knew what we were doing with the clues. It was just like the timing was really bad. And also, I think you thought that I knew what was coming from the first one. You thought I'd remembered them. So I wanted to go in order. Like, okay, even from the very beginning, like, okay, I've got the raven. I know the snake is next, but you're like, snake, cog, ladder. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, we got to go one on one. You were just like blasting through it. I'm like, no, no, wait for me, because now you're on, like, number six or seven, and I'm still on number two. I was trying to catch up with you, and then we'd get to that last one, and then you'd be like, oh, oh it's ladder. But by the time you said that, I was like, I'd shut down. I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay, here we go again. <laughs> so I was trying to tell you everything, hoping that you were clicking at the same time, because it's very short. It's like four seconds, yeah, three seconds each, yeah, it's short. So I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to have to start over again. Uh, so yeah, so maybe I was rushing it a bit much, but I don't know. I, I wonder how long it would have taken if we had done it properly and one-to-one. Like you said, it depends on the lag of the thing, but that's something we never really tested properly either because I think we just wanted to get through that puzzle because there is a lot of it. But even by when you get up to like the 17th image, you know, you're sweating by the end of that, man. At least I was. <laughs> just get that last button. And it was, I was on the very last one when you completed it. And then I got shut down and I was like, right, oh, that, no. And that's why I was very confused because we were talking back and forth. I thought we were on the same page. And I said, okay, keyhole. Yeah. Which is the last one. But as I went to touch it, I'd run out of time because my, my timer was like, do. And as soon as you said key, it was like, do. Oh, no. That's it. Anyway, we got through. That takes you to the radio upstairs. Back and forth messages again, but it switches who has the first part of the message Mm. this time around. And that basically gives you the post box number that you need. The actual image puzzle allows you to have the code for the post box, like the lock code. Yeah, that's right. This is also the beautiful level with the phone. Yeah. And the phone puzzle, you have about half the numbers and a couple symbols 
and back and forth you have to share each number what it says and put the conversation in order took us a bit but we did get it yeah and that gives you the ladder which drops down and then i go up and i get the well if it was player two i get the raven yes and the raven gives you what i thought was the morse code for the post office and, and honestly even when i saw that i was like yeah that makes sense like that's why that would have been my first instinct would have been like there's dots and dashes but it's not <laughs> no but i still wrote it down as dots and dashes <laughs> and when it dashes those are times where the eyes light up now the first time through I was mistaken because we had recently talked about adaptations for games and I thought this was simply an adaptation that it was a way for people who are deaf to still be able to understand the code and honestly it would still work for that but that's not what it was implying the light is not just for that it's when you have to actually light up your half of the well the the world's light bulbs and I, as player one, would have the map that shows which side is for the raven and which side is for the Morse code side. Yeah. Where did we actually get the Morse code? From the newspaper clipping. It was like, it wasn't a newspaper, it was like a, a message someone had left and they were saying like, I've waited a long time, not a short time. And then it's like, ah, okay, that's, that's the long. Oh, that's right. That's right. So we figured that out and then you have to double it. Yeah. Which was the other tricky part. And then once we have that, we have the code for the lights. So we go into the world. We tell each other which lights to turn on. Yep. And then we get into the gate. Mm -hmm. And this is end game here. So you go in. There's, there's not no, really there's no puzzles, puzzles anymore. Yeah. This is the summation of the story where we go in. Again, we have to tell each other half the story. There is a weird part where the ladder, because we were both trying to pull it down and wondering yeah, why it didn't work. It. Yeah. We thought that there must be a puzzle to get the ladder down. Yeah. But really, you just click on it and it will fall. Yeah. Along with all the words. So we share each other half the story. This is where we definitely get it clear that Amelie was stealing life from other things, putting it somehow into this clockwork, and that would grant her a longer life. And she meant it for both her and her sister, but her sister was not interested, didn't like the idea of it, and... As you climb up, you see more and more jars with these blue lights in them, which clearly represent life energy or time. And you get to the very top. And as player two, it says you've wasted and exactly how much time you've wasted playing this game, which is a bit unfair. <laughs> don't don't, you know, make me feel bad about spending time playing your game that you wanted us to play. But it works very well story wise. Yeah, I definitely think maybe that's a translation error. Like, you've lost 157 minutes of your life would be better. Because one, it's like, yeah, don't say I've wasted my time playing a computer game. I already have Steam to make me feel guilty by tracking all my hours that I play on a video game. But also, don't, don't do that to yourself. You made a great game. Don't say I've wasted my time. I had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. But I think thematically, it works as well, though. Because I think with Player 2, you have Lerka's Watch. And she didn't want to take the time away. And because of that, with Amelie's side player one, it says, you've given this much time to Amelie. You've given it to her. But I think on player two's side, it's wasted because it doesn't go to anyone. It just says, yeah, she would have got this many minutes. Which I don't know, implies either she's not connected to the watch anymore, or she's just 
decided, like you said, she's like she's not happy with her sister, especially it's kind of it's murder, you know. She's walked away from it all and just lived her life normally and died, but her sister's still stealing time from people in dribs and drabs. But it was very early on. Like, she was still very young, I believe. She was 20 when she disappeared, yeah. But so, that was in 1937, so maybe she lived to be a grandmother, and then she, and now she's dead, but her sister's still alive in 2017. It's not 2017, Darren. 2019. <laughs> I've lost two years of my life. <laughs> Playing TikTok. Yeah. I think the story works very, very well because we've got the watch. Well, we've got both watches. We've got this tiny bit of story that actually progresses yeah. as we go through. And it works thematically and also kind of mechanically in this game. Everything has to do with watches and time and connections. And all of these things come together in the story as well. These watches that should have been a connection with the sisters to keep them together, but really it drove them apart. And I love this meta dark ending where Amelie has made this game and she's now stolen the time for you. Somehow when you play the game, you give her extra time, you give her more life. I think that that's really brilliant. It came out of nowhere. I yeah. didn't expect to see that. I didn't know where I was going at that point or what was going to happen. But I do wonder, why are we numbers 35 and 37? So question one, who is number 36? And question two is, why are there all the jars labeled up to 100? So there's like 158 on the floor. Does that mean that we've actually time traveled back in time and we are like number one of 37? And actually, this has been going on into the future. And these 100 people are, are from later dates or something like that. Like, why are we not in chronological order? Why are we not just number 200 or something like that? Why are we not really high up? I'm not sure about that. I took the lots of numbers to be that they were animals. Right, okay. Because there were lots of animals that had gone missing. So that didn't surprise me, but I'm very curious if they are supposed to be all people. And if so, why are we, yeah, like you said, 35 and 37? Mm. I'm not sure. I think unless the developers tell us, we're probably never going to know. Unless there's some sort of hidden bit in the story that we missed, yeah. I don't know. I think that everything about this story, as far as the simple look, but it works very well, great puzzles, mechanics that work well, the story that ties it all together. I think that this is just a good short puzzle game that I'm happy to have played and will probably play again in the future. I'll definitely play again, even if I'm playing it with someone new, you know, like if I play it with a friend or like just introduce someone else to it. I'll just let them kind of solve all the puzzles and I'll just be along for the ride again just to um, read them out my parts of the story. I won't really tell them how to solve anything, just let them get through it. Yeah, it's a fun way to spend a couple of hours, for sure. I think this might be a good introductory puzzle game because like you said, it's short, it's fun, and in theory you could be doing it in the same room in a way that would be difficult to do with a PC or a console game. I reckon it would be really interesting to play this on your phone in the same room as someone else. But play it properly without cheating, you know? But actually be able to talk to each other in real time. It would definitely make that, that box with the nine images a lot easier. <laughs> you know? I might even buy it on my phone. I might even buy it for my, my kid, you know, see if we can play it together. Right? It would be interesting. Gaps filled or more gaps created? <laughs>